So you have been in local government here in Western North Carolina for more than 30 years now in Macon County and in Haywood County. What has driven you to have a career in local government for this long? Well, the things sort of work out. I think somebody put it well. It says uh, you don't necessarily choose your career. It chooses you. Uh, and I think that's true in a lot of cases, and especially in mine. Uh, when I was, a, after I'd served in the military and I was back going back to college, I got involved in a program uh, for city and county managers at Appalachian State University. And part of that curriculum was to do an internship uh, for six months at the time. And uh, so I ended up doing an internship in Swain County, and I was there. Uh, for an intern for six months, and they offered me a job as a tax collector, and so I became the county tax collector uh, in Swain County. And then in 1978, when a new board of county commissioners was elected, they decided to go to a county manager form of government, and they asked me to consider serving in that capacity, which I did uh, for several years, and then decided to get out of local government and work in the private sector for a couple of years in Waynesville. Uh, then I, I got itched to get back in the local government again. And uh, I think it's because you, you really see a lot. It's, it's, sometimes it's frustrating, but you see a lot of evidence of things that you worked on that benefit the people you live around. And so I got back into it. And uh, as a result of that, I became the town manager down in Huntersville, which is a small town at that time outside of Charlotte. Uh, probably had about 1,500 people in town at that time. And uh, it's grown tremendously in the last uh, decade or so, and uh, I have a brother who still lives in that area, and he said the population in Huntersville now is like 50,000, so it's grown quite a bit. But anyway, to make a long story short, um, they had an opening for a county manager in Macon County in 1985, and uh, I applied and was uh, selected to serve, so I served here as county manager from 1985 until uh, 1991 at which time uh, Haywood County decided to go to the manager form of government and uh, uh, they offered me the job and I was the first, you know, non-elected county manager in Haywood County and served there for about 15 years. And after I left there, I was in Caldwell County as the manager for a couple of years and had an opening back in Macon County. And I was asked to consider coming back and so I did and that was in 2007 and I served as county manager here again uh from 2007 and oh, end of 2007 until 2013 when and, and that time i retired so uh, i've spent most of my career in western north carolina except for the two years uh, down in huntersville but uh, uh i've always enjoyed working working in local government and i think a good friend of mine said it best one time he said no matter what we provide and this is on the county level, whether it's EMS or health services or social services or garbage collection or whatever it is. He said, you know, we're in the people business. And so no matter what we do, we're serving the people. And and so I, I thought a lot about that. And uh, matter of fact, when I was convinced to run for the town board two years ago, uh, my campaign slogan was one that I borrowed from a, a national outfit that says public service in the public interest. I think I've always I've always had uh, a feeling that uh, if you're elected or serve an appointed position in local government, which is closest to the people, you need to do everything you can to benefit those people that you serve in your community. And so 
uh, I got back into it and the mayor decided he didn't really want to run again and uh, asked me if I'd consider doing that. And at first I said, I don't think so. <laughs> but one thing led to another. So I finally ended up filing to, to run for mayor in July. And uh, to my surprise, no one else filed to run for that position. And so I ran unopposed in this election in November. You know, you mentioned being the, the first non-elected county manager in Haywood County. What's the most significant way that Western North Carolina local governments have changed during this you know, long time period that you've been involved? Well, I was also the first non-elected county manager in Swain County in 1970, uh, But I think the biggest thing that's changed in uh, local government in, in Western North Carolina during my career is that more and more counties, and I think all the counties now have, a, have an appointed professional manager, as well as most of the towns have a, have a, a manager of town and cities and uh, throughout the state. And I think that's reflective of uh, throughout North Carolina. Uh, I've been a member of the North Carolina City and County Managers Association, also a credential manager of the National Association of uh, City and County Managers for quite some time. And North Carolina as a whole has a good reputation uh, for good government and professionally run and, and uh, I think has led the nation in a lot of ways in developing the, uh, the local government manager position. And so I think the thing that's changed a lot uh, as far as the operation of towns and counties for that matter is that now we have a qualified professional manager to run the daily operations. Before that, it was basically up to a up to the mayor to 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 be the manager and the mayor at the same time and so they found that that was uh, probably not the most efficient way to handle the daily office and business of uh of running the city or the county and so the uh the the, uh, the city manager county manager former government came along and i think it's, it's really improved uh the delivery and professionalism of services uh, that the citizens have grown to expect and, and they deserve and now that you are mayor-elect in Franklin, what do you see as the biggest issue facing Franklin? What did you hear from voters about what was important when you were running? Well, we've talked about this a lot. And uh, the uh, I guess some of the biggest issues facing uh, facing the town and our community is uh, the fact that we're going to continue to grow. Uh, Franklin's been discovered and uh, during this real, recent real estate boom that we've had, a lot of people are looking for places to live uh, in, in and around the mountains of Western North Carolina. And so with that growth, growth comes uh, uh, also uh, a list of issues or challenges that we must face. And so one of those things is housing. Uh, housing is, 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 is a premium here, uh, especially rental housing. There's hardly any rental housing available. If you talk to people who are looking for a place uh, to live, they're having problems doing that. But also, I think that with the growth comes a, a growing need to improve our infrastructure, our water and our sewer delivery. And uh, as a matter of fact, we're currently working uh, on a, a project uh, that's over a million dollars to improve our water facilities, our water plant facilities to provide you know, more and better quality water to our residents here. So we serve not only those in town, but also uh, areas around town uh, also uh, are able to tap into our water supply. So that's going to be a continuing growing thing, I think. And so uh, 
we, we we're having to having to deal with that. I think the fact that uh, that uh, that we're going to have these growths, it, it's not really a bad thing. I think uh, my philosophy has always been uh, in local government: if you're you, you can't stand still, you're either growing or you're or you're declining. And so uh, I think that the future is pretty bright for Franklin and Macon County in our area. That we're going to have a lot more people growing here. The thing that, that our challenge also is that with our young people growing up, going off to college and having to go find work in other places of the country, I think we're, we're letting them down in a, in a big way. So we need to provide an atmosphere, I believe, to provide jobs and opportunities for our young folks right here in our own area so they don't have to leave in order to earn a living. Most of the people you talk to uh, who uh, finish high school or college and have to move away, always talk about the 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 the, uh, the idea and the dream of being able to come back home again. And so uh, uh, I know how that feels when you come across Cowie Mountain and look down over the valley surrounding Franklin. It's you feel like well you're right back home again. Now, that's the feeling that I have when I first came to work here in 1985, and I still get that same feeling every time I come back home. I think you've touched on this a little bit, but what do you see as the biggest issue facing the the region as we kind of look outside of Franklin? Well, I, th- I think the growth is going to be a problem and, and, and the challenge and also the housing. And uh, the other thing I think that I touched on briefly is that uh, we, we need to figure out some way to retain uh, our, our, our growing population of young people. That means in order for them to, to live here, and to uh, uh, thrive here and raise a family and so forth, they need opportunities for jobs. And so one of our challenges is going to be do everything that we can from a local government level to to create an atmosphere of growth and development of businesses and industries and jobs, uh, good-paying jobs for the future. Now, we're very fortunate that we have several good uh, industries here uh, that provide uh, quite a number of jobs, but... We need to continue to build on that. I mean, it's working with our downtown, working with our surrounding areas, working with the County Economic Development Commission, and working with our other local governments in the county, the county government, as well as Highlands and the town. And we, we in the past, have uh, uh, we, we created a, a sort of a little, uh, I guess you could call it a, a council of governments here in Macon County several years ago, where we get together uh, once in a while, the county the, and the two towns, and talk about issues that we all share uh, in common. And so uh, we're hoping uh, as we get through this COVID situation to be able to get back together and have some regular meetings with our three uh, local government uh, organizations to talk about how we can address the issues that we're, that we're facing here. Another, one, another issue that we're all dealing with is the homeless population, and that's a growing issue not only in Franklin, but I think on every other uh, town and, and county here in Western North Carolina, and we see that on the news every day. So we're, we're working to deal with that as well. Uh, there's always a problem with uh, uh, substance abuse, and our police department does an outstanding job working with the sheriff's office and the state folks. Uh, on dealing with the uh, drug situation here, because that's uh, that's that's the root cause of a lot of the uh, petty crimes and uh, and issues that we have to deal with here. We would like to see. I would like to see. Uh, you know, they they say that everybody needs a a vision for the future on what they'd like to what they'd like to see. Uh, and my vision is that Franklin would be a clean, safe, healthy place to live, work, and raise your family. I would like to see Franklin 
and it is to a large extent now, I would like to see Franklin be the kind of a town where everyone would want to live if they had the opportunity to do so. So we have, we have, uh, we have some issues to deal with. We just uh, got through approving in this year's budget a, a new position, code enforcement officer. So that person will work with the planning department and also the uh, police department uh, to correct some code violations that we're having in town. That's everything from junk cars to sign problems to trash to uh, uh, zoning violations and so forth. And our goal is to get people to comply to help us live in a clean, healthy town. And our code enforcement officer, I think, will be will be instrumental in helping us uh, uh, deal with some of those issues that we have complaints about uh, probably on a weekly basis from our, our residents here in town. One of the things that Mayor Scott was really vocal about was the hospital and the new hospital is getting built right now in Franklin and will be done in June. What are you hoping will happen with that when that new hospital is built? What do you see as the biggest issue for, for health care in Franklin? Well, I'm glad to see that we're building a new hospital and not closing our old hospital. I mean, uh, some, some, some rural areas in the country are going through a situation where they can no longer afford to operate their own hospital. And so we're very fortunate that at least we're going to have a brand new opera, uh, brand new facility here in Franklin, a new hospital. And uh, I think that'll continue to grow uh, as part of, part of, part of the mission uh, of, uh, organization. But uh, the new hospital is, uh, is looking well. If you've seen it lately, they're really coming up on that building. And we even had uh, volunteers, uh, the construction company, who is uh, actually doing the job of building the new hospital uh, taking, taking it upon themselves to help do something for our community. And, and they looked at what, what can we do to help? And the issue came up, well, we'd like to see if we could have a skate park for our young people instead of having to have them skating over the streets and places where people don't really want them to do that. So uh, the, the construction company offered to step up and provide labor and material and help generate revenue to help build us a little skate park. We have a piece of property in town we call it the Whitmire property, and uh, we, we haven't used it. It was bought originally as a place to locate some town facilities that never came about. But uh, over the past couple of years, we've used part of it and using part of it for a, a disc golf course, which is free to the public. And that's that's that could be a temporary thing if someone came along and wanted to produce, put something on that property that was beneficial, economically speaking, for everybody. We'd certainly consider that. But the other thing is a quarter portion of that Whitmire property was it's been set aside by the town uh, for use of the skate park for our young folks. And we had a lot of support for that, uh, not only from our parents and the, the, the young folks who skate, but also from our police department. And uh, so that that's a very positive thing. And we look forward to getting that done. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll start that construction and have it ready by hopefully this spring. And so the kids will have a place, a good, safe place to go and skateboard. I, I have, we have two sons and when they were growing up, they used to skateboard. We lived in, in Waynesville at the time. And I know they used to get in trouble from time to time for skating on the sidewalks. And so uh, they have a new skate park in Waynesville now. And uh, Gary Caldwell, the mayor over there, I think spearheaded that campaign back several years ago and it's worked out very well. And so we're hoping, we're hoping that uh, this new skate park will be a big benefit to our young folks here to give them uh, a chance to get outside I think it's better to get outside and do some activity instead of sitting by your computer and playing video games. And so we encourage them to do more activity. One of our board members is very 
very big on uh, outside uh, uh, recreation and activities, Mr. Culpepper, and he's been a moving force as far as uh, trying to develop opportunities for our young folks in those areas. Absolutely, and uh, he won re-election as well, so he'll get to stick around on the board and continue to, to move on those projects. To kind of shift gears a little bit, what do you see as local government's role in COVID-19 policy? Well, uh, we, we've done everything that, that the state has asked us to do uh, as far as trying to make things safer for our folks here, not only our workers, but also people in the community. And uh, uh, so we'll follow the science, we'll, we'll follow the, the directions and do what we need to. I think we have a large percentage of people in, in the state that have, have been vaccinated already. I don't know what our percentage is here in Macon, but I think it's fairly high. And so hopefully with the uh, increase in the vaccinations and also with the development of the new therapeutic drugs to help those who actually come down uh, with uh, COVID, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get this uh, problem turned around very soon. But uh, uh, we, we encourage folks, uh, if you haven't been vaccinated, uh, then please consider doing that because uh, that's, that's, that's not 100% guaranteed, but it really helps their chances in the fact that uh, I'm familiar with several people who have been vaccinated and later on uh, did develop some COVID uh, symptoms, but they were much more mild than what they would have been had they not been vaccinated. So we encourage folks to do that and be responsible. I don't think it's our job to try to mandate and dictate to people as far as their own personal health choices, but we can encourage people to do what we think is in their best interest as far as trying to deal with this virus. And uh, I think we've made great progress uh, in the county and statewide and hopefully nationally. And I'm really hoping and praying that in 2022, we'll be able to put this behind us. Well, great. Well, I think that's pretty much all my questions. Is there anything else you want to say about your, your goals as the new mayor? Well, I'm looking forward to working with our new board. You know, we have two new members that will be coming on the board. And then, and then when I move from, uh, the council member's seat to the mayor's seat, that'll create another vacancy. So one of the first things the board's going to do is, is uh, choose someone to fill the balance of my two, my term for the next two years. And so uh, that'll be probably one of the first things on the agenda that the board will have to deal with. The other thing that I'm looking forward to is after the first of the year, getting the entire board together and doing some strategic planning and, uh, and some indoctrination for our new members to find out and make sure everybody knows what our roles and responsibilities are, as well as mapping out uh, our future plans, short-term and long-term goals. And so we usually do that sometime after the first of the year. So uh, once we get organized after our December meeting, we'll try to set a time to get together and, and have that retreat planning, strategic planning session to set out our goals and objectives for the next year and the next several years to come. So we're looking forward to that. I think we've got a lot of potential. We've got a lot of new uh, leadership in town. We've got a new town manager who just started uh, recently in September. Uh, Amy uh, Owens is doing a terrific job. Uh, we This past year, we uh, we had uh, a new police chief who came on board, Bill Harrell, a new fire chief, uh, 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 Ben Orman, who's taken over, our finance director retired. We have a fairly new finance director, and we have this new code enforcement person. So we've got a lot of really good employees and department heads and we're really looking forward to uh, to making Franklin the greatest place in the in this part of the world. 
that is that's a lot of new people. Well, good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Well, you're more than welcome. Glad to glad to have the opportunity to do that.